there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about Saturn coming out of retrograde on October 23rd. Now, whenever a planet comes out of retrograde, you always feel a significant shift in its particular energy. It's almost kind of like, well, if you have a dog, a dog suddenly getting up from its nap and pacing about the room or maybe barking at the mailman who's delivered your mail to uh, your door. So something that was slumbering, something that was relaxed, something that was in repose is suddenly activated again and going about its work. Maybe wanting to uh, ask questions about what went on while it was uh, in retrograde or while it was in slumber and um, wanting to, in in its efforts, get everything back on track and maybe perhaps even make up for lost time. It's also kind of like a supervisor who's been away for a while or a parent who's been away for a while coming back onto the scene and exerting their authority. Yes, they have the right to exert their authority, but on the other hand, well, some things happened while that person was gone and uh, maybe people got used to a different way of doing things. And so there kind of has to be a sort of realignment of the way that things are going to proceed from here on in. So that's pretty much what will happen when a planet comes out of retrograde, whether that's Mercury or whether that's the slowest moving of all the planets, Pluto. Now, Saturn coming out of retrograde is a big deal um, because basically it sort of means, you know, if you remember that uh, Saturn is the planet of time, it's named after the Greek god Kronos, who was the god of time, sort of basically means that the clock is ticking again, uh, that things are back back online and the clock is ticking. And, and once again, we are faced with deadlines and certain things that need to be done by such and such a date, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But on a deeper level, this particular Saturn coming out of retrograde on October 23rd is even more significant because this marks the final passage that Saturn will be taking in the zodiac sign of Aquarius. In other words, Saturn wraps up its tenure or its stay in the zodiac sign of Aquarius between now and March 7th, 2023. Now, I can already hear some of you people out there going, thank heavens, thank heavens, Saturn's gone. Uh, Saturn Aquarius has been so onerous. It's been so burdensome. It's spoiled so many things in my life. And yes, Saturn has a tendency to spoil things. I mean, it's kind of known as the great cosmic spoiler um, in astrology. If there's a fly in the ointment, you're going to find out about it as a result of Saturn. But this isn't all that Saturn does when it's transiting or passing through a particular zodiac sign. Saturn 
pretty much spends on a whole about two years in a zodiac sign. Uh, we have 12 signs of the zodiac. Saturn spends about two years in a sign. So if you take the 12 signs of the zodiac and multiply it by two, meaning two years in a sign, you end up with 28. Uh, now it's not always a perfect two years, sometimes it's two and a half, so you end up with a, with around 28 to 30 years that it takes for Saturn to complete one cycle, which of course is known to many people as the Saturn return. This is based again on Saturn spending about two to maybe two and a half years in a zodiac sign. Now, when Saturn is in the zodiac sign of Gemini, um, it's going to test you because Saturn is the planet of tests, trials, and tribulations. It's going to test you in all things Gemini or all things basically Mercury-related because Mercury is the planet that rules over the zodiac sign of Gemini. Just like uh, when Saturn is in the zodiac sign of Sagittarius, Saturn is going to test you in all things Sagittarian or that are Jupiter-related. Uh, in that particular case, it might be Saturn testing you in the air areas of your morality, in the things that you believe, and in the way that you welcome other people into your life, particularly people whom you don't know. It may also test you in other Jupiterian areas like religion and philosophy and maybe even uh, government because of Jupiter's association to the polis, the city-state. So basically, when Saturn goes through a sign, it's in Gemini, it might test you in all things Mercury-related, maybe it moves to Cancer, it tests you in all things Moon-related, it moves to uh, Leo, it tests you in all things Sun-related or personality or individuality-related. What has made this particular time of Saturn in Aquarius really difficult <laughs> and really long, it's this. The two signs that Saturn rules happen to be next to each other, all right? Saturn rules the zodiac sign of Capricorn, and Saturn rules the zodiac sign of Aquarius. And these two signs happen to be next to each other. Now, many planets rule two signs. Mercury rules two signs, Gemini and Virgo, and Venus rules two signs, Taurus and Libra. But the two signs are not next to each other, okay? It's only in Saturn's case that its two zodiac signs are really next to each other, which means that we've all been getting a very heavy dose of Saturn since December 2017, when Saturn entered Capricorn, the first of the two Saturn signs, and then when it will finally depart uh, Aquarius, uh, March 7th, 2023. So that's why this period of time has felt so heavy. That's why this period of time has felt so difficult. That's why this period of time has felt so burdensome with obligations and expectations and this feeling that things have been falling apart at the seams. These are all things that are connected to Saturn and they're going to become amplified when Saturn is in its own zodiac sign. Now, typically, let's take the idea that Saturn is in a sign for two years. Let's go with that because that's just an easier model to remember. I think in the recent case, actually, it's worked out to about five with two and a half and two and a half. But anyway, um, here we are. 
we we go with the first uh with two years saturn is in a zodiac sign for two years we all uh know saturn as a planet of tests trials and tribulations but we're also familiar with saturn as being a planet as being the planet of the teacher okay uh the person that uh gets us to learn things that we resist learning or have difficulty learning or need to learn to uh go on and master our lives which of course is another thing that Saturn is very much about. So the first year, basically, or maybe even uh, in the case of Aquarius, year and a half, um, is all about uh, uh, Saturn showing you what's wrong uh, in your life vis-a-vis -vis this sign. Okay, so uh, Saturn basically entered for the first time the zodiac sign of Aquarius on March 15th, 2020. Now, it was only there until maybe about July before it retrograded back down into Capricorn again, but pretty much on March 15th, 2020, Saturn first entered the zodiac sign of Aquarius after having been away for, for roughly uh, 30 years. Um, if we remember that Aquarius is very much um, a sign that's connected to people, it's connected really to groups of people. It's really connected to societies. We can go with society because it's the idea of the collective or the person uh, within the group. Aquarians very much subscribe to the belief, to the tenet, uh, that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. This is something that's very, very important to the Aquarian. It wants to do by right by everyone within the group or everyone within society. Okay, so if we go with the notion that Aquarius, because it's the last of the three air signs, is connected to society, um, and that all of the air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, are connected to rules and laws. Why are they connected to rules and laws? Because rules and laws are things that are basically written in stone. Uh, used to be literally. Uh, nowadays, it's metaphorically. Okay, but these are the things that you do not break. And if you do, then you are going to be opposite society, opposed society, cast out by society. And back in the day, uh, people really were exiled or cast out of society or thrown into prison. Okay, so the idea of rules and laws is really important to the air signs because the air signs rule over relationships. I think I went into this a little bit uh, quickly last week. The three stages of relationships or the three areas of relationships is symbolized by the air signs are Gemini, which is siblings. The first understanding of relationship is through play and mimicry with, with a sibling or a best friend that you had as a child. Libra is the zodiac sign of the spouse or partnership. The idea that <clears throat> I'm standing up for you, you're standing up, uh, I'm standing up for me, you're standing in for you, and our relationship is the pact, it's the promise, it's the betrothal, it's the bond, it's the contract that unites the two of us together. And Aquarius, as I just already mentioned, is the zodiac sign of society. So Aries is all about building bridges. It's all about people getting along in society. So if we go with Saturn bringing tests, trials, and tribulations into the realm of society, uh, basically how society functions, showing the fly in the ointment, showing the worm in the apple, showing the defect that's going to come out. And the reason that the defect is shown is for twofold. A, there's a defect, okay, that needs to be uh, recognized or needs to be exposed or seen. And B, it's only by 
addressing the defect that you're going to build or make a better version of whatever sign that Saturn happens to be passing through. So when Saturn first entered the zodiac sign of um, uh, Aquarius, uh, which is basically, I got that date wrong, I think, earlier. It's March 21st, 2020. Um, This was roughly about six days after COVID shut down, uh, began shutting down businesses and companies and social interactions um, and states uh, in the United States of America. So, in other words, our first experience of nationally here in America of, of shutdowns due to COVID was on March 15th, 2020, and Saturn entered the zodiac sign of Aquarius on March 21st, 2020. Now, I know the last thing anyone wants to think about is COVID and the shutdowns. It's all just like, you know, can we be past that? But what's important about that? Okay, in astrology, we always work with what the event is associated to the planetary transit. Okay, this is what we base predictions on. Predictions aren't made up willy nilly. Astrologers, in fact, spend more time in the past than they do in the future because ours is one of those art forms thank goodness, in which everything is chronicled. Um, It has been chronicled, uh, events uh, corresponding to the movement of the planets since the time of Sumeria. And we actually happen to be quite fortunate in having a lot of these documents. We don't have all the documents. We don't have a voluminous library of astrological transits going all the way back to Sumeria. But we do have scraps, we do have bits and pieces, and we do have something that can be constructed from Sumeria to present day vis-a-vis the behavior of the planets. And one of the extraordinary things about astrology is how consistent it is. You know, the, the definitions or the meanings haven't really altered in any sort of dramatic way. Now, that hasn't prevented astrology from uh, 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 being visited by marvelous acts of exegesis, where, you know, people like look into the particular uh, planetary combination and, 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 and bring out or elicit some sort of meaning or some sort of interpretation. This is actually what makes astrology an art, um, is, is, is this beautiful relationship that we have to the practice, to the tradition of astrology. But what we have here is basically an historical record, okay? And we know that certain things may be associated to a planetary transit, something along those lines. What was always associated to um, a Saturn entering into a Saturn-ruled sign was the collapse of a government, okay? That's pretty traditional. Um, Saturn entering Capricorn or Saturn entering Aquarius was always associated pretty much to the collapse of a government um, or a a collapse of the way that things have done. Uh, Either the government is left in ruins or it falls underneath, you know, the weight that it can no longer sustain. Or in some way, uh, it is repressed or it becomes an agency of repression. And so when we see Saturn entering Aquarius at this period of time and we get this idea of lockdown, um, basically, and, and that being enforced by really a global agreement, you begin to sort of recognize and appreciate the scope of Aquarius and the power of Saturn in Aquarius, that it had the power to actually shut down societies across 
the globe. And it basically sent everyone to their room um, to either because they were under quarantine or to wait it out or to keep themselves from being infected or something along those lines. This was a great test of every society um, in uh, on this planet. Um, it was planet-wide, this, this extraordinary test. And what it did is that it also... Um, laid uh, it also opened up or exposed the defects in these societies uh some societies some parts of this society uh it can be argued went overboard in the lockdown in the repression and the you know you are off to your room and other societies might have been too lackadaisical might have been too like you know we're not going to do this and then we're forced you know by other societies to obey or to follow or we're forced by actually in the case of covid the body count to do something different than what they were doing before so this is where saturn became the great leveler um in uh in in really what is kind of a democratic sign known as Aquarius, okay? It became a, a great leveler, regardless of status, regardless of money, regardless of um, where you were in, 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 in your life. Um, everyone was reduced to being locked down or imprisoned. And of course, prisons are associated to Saturn. Any time that you are incarcerated is associated to Saturn. And prisons can be places of incarceration. And as we've discussed before, you can also have people who choose a voluntary retreat from the world. I'm going to retreat from the world and go into um, an ashram or go into a convent or, 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 or a religious institution or a church, something along those lines. And especially when we take in Marsilio Ficino, the great Florentine philosopher and astrologer, um, he very much associated, to, uh, associated Saturn with academics people who studied the great old books. Um, and you had people who were born under Saturn or had strong Saturnian temperaments actually sort of enjoy this lockdown time of, um, you know, I get to catch up on all these books or be by myself or solitariness is, is a nice thing. And then you also had contrasting at the same time people who had enormous difficulty with being solitary, where they felt, you know, confined, you know, that they had been issued into a solitary confinement where their children were not learning, they were going to be um, kept back, or they weren't going to be able to learn. There were these terrific responsibilities, businesses were shutting down, there was this incredible economic stress that was playing out. And society was really tested in terms of the way that it was going to hold together. Was it going to uh, come together in some kind of solidarity? Were, were the people in charge of certain responsibilities and services going to deliver or were they not? And so this was what, what occurred at this period of time, only to become even more so when Saturn properly entered the sign of Aquarius um, on, December 6, uh, on December 16th of 2020. In this period of time, we've seen a lot of tests. Um, I mean, one could actually really start it in December 2017, but for uh, when it when Saturn enters Capricorn, but for the for the uh, for the purpose of clarifying, uh, one could see a tremendous uh, test in terms of society during this time that Saturn is in Aquarius. You really had a split. You really had a split between those who were following the orders and following the rules and laws and doing what was uh, prescribed or expected of them, and those who were abandoning the rules and laws, who weren't following the orders, who were saying we're not going to uh, uh, put up 
with this. We're not going to be restrained. We're not going to be locked down. Um, we're being ruled by a tyrannical government, and it needs to be overthrown. And when you think of uh, Saturn entering Aquarius properly in December 16th, 2020, and the events that happened just weeks later on January uh, 6th of 2021, I think you can begin to see my point. But this isn't about saying who's right and who's wrong, who's in charge and who's not. This is to demonstrate this is to demonstrate that those theme, those Aquarian themes of, you know, this is the rule and the law and this is what you obey, um, partnered with rebellion and resistance and overthrowing it, these two ideas really come together in the zodiac sign of Aquarius. Now, a lot of people would say, well, that's not really my understanding of Aquarius, Christopher. I know Aquarius as being rebellious. It has nothing to do with authority. It re rebels against uh, authority. It's a maverick. It stands up for individuality. It stands up for humanity. And, you know, it fights for a better world. And, and, and these are things that are very important to it. And yes, all of those things are, are, are true. But sometimes what we forget um, and remember that a lot of the planetary uh, definitions or meanings come from or were modeled on Greek uh, deities, at least here in Western astrology, the astrology that we practice here in the West. Saturn's the first rebel, you know, and this is something that we often forget. The, the universe or life begins with the union of Gaia and Oranos, uh, Uranus, the planet Uranus is named after him. Uh, life begins with them coming together, and um, it becomes a very domineering or repressive relationship, or Gaia experiences that at the hands of Uranus. And so she gives her um, son Saturn a scythe who goes and basically castrates his father and separates Earth from sky or the mortal life from timeless eternity and lays himself down as time, all right? So uh, basically, the first rebel the first person who overthrows the established authority in heaven is Saturn. What happens, because Saturn is the god of time, is that Saturn's not going to stay in that position of authority forever. There's going to be a younger generation that comes along that's going to want to overthrow him. So what we have in the story of Saturn is both the rebel and the authority and the authority that's going to be overthrown by a new rebel. Okay, so all of these ideas are consistent with the planet Saturn, and they all appear in the zodiac sign of Aquarius. Okay, so it's not only just the rebel, but it's establishing authority and then authority having become outmoded um, or, or the people in charge old and out of touch. And so they need to be overthrown by, by the younger generation. And of course, the younger generation doesn't believe that it's going to get overthrown one day, but Saturn's warning is just you wait. Okay, so it's going to happen as well. That's the nature of Saturn. So the first year that Saturn is in the sign, or the first half of its tenure that Saturn is in a zodiac sign, it shows all the faults. It shows all the foibles. 
and it tests. It's kind of like walking around a car and kicking the four tires and all, and all, all of a sudden the car just collapses. Okay. We realized there were more defects or more faults or things were not as sturdy or consistent as we thought they were. Okay. And so we realized that in the context of Aquarius. And so what Saturn does in the second half of its tenure, what Saturn does in the second half of its tenure is it rebuilds, okay? Uh, that's because Saturn is a teacher, not a tyrant. Um, and Saturn is a builder and not a destroyer. And this idea of building, this idea of teaching how to build comes from the Romans rather than the Greeks. Uh, the Romans saw Saturn as the god of the golden age. And so after um, Saturn... Uh, 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 basically upsets or, or, or rebels in heaven, uh, he sets up a golden age in which everything is wonderful on the planet Earth. There's, there's, there's no worry. Uh, the Earth produces more than enough milk and honey and food and fruit for people to live on. It's a paradisial time until Saturn is overthrown by Jupiter. And so Saturn becomes the first exile uh, really on the planet Earth. He's an immortal, so you can't kill him. So, so the question was always, what do you do with the old guy? But Saturn becomes an exile on the planet Earth. And actually, the Romans regarded Saturn as the one who taught them agriculture and farming. And Saturn takes on a rulership over farmers and toilers uh, in the Zodiac to this day. So Saturn uh, is, is the god of agriculture. Saturn taught mankind how to till the soil, how to make something out of its resources. You know, it's just like Adam and Eve were thrown out of Eden and what comes next? Okay, well, they have to learn, you know, they have to, they transition from a world in which everything had been given to them to a world in which they have work and labor and toil, and they have to produce something in order to live. So this is what Saturn is responsible for. This is a mission statement for Saturn. So in the second part of its tenure in the sign, um, a second part of the tenure in the sign, which we are right now in Aquarius and is coming to an end, Saturn teaches us how to make something of where we have been tested. So it's gone through the period of showing all the defects and what's wrong. It's gone through the period where it has leveled or laid waste. It's gone through the period where um, it has moved away the dead wood. It stripped away the dead wood. And it's clear because in order for Saturn to build, it has to break, it has to break down and destroy everything that was there before, down to its basic, down to ground level, in order to rebuild again. Okay. So this is what Saturn does. And this is what we've been involved in. We came out of lockdown and, and in a perfect Hollywood ending, we would have come out of lockdown and, and re-embraced a world and, and picked up, picked ourselves up by the bootstraps and carried on. But there were other things thrown into the works like the war in Ukraine and inflation and difficulties in other parts of the globe that have created problems with uh, the production line, the supply line, and inflation, and everyone is feeling, you know, very, very much stressed out. So what's going on here? Is this just about solving the problem? Oh, we'll solve this problem. We'll solve the problem of the war of Ukraine. We'll solve the problem of COVID. We'll solve the problem of inflation and get back to our lives. No, 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 that is not how Saturn works. Saturn is not a to-do list, okay? Saturn is insisting 
that you learn its lesson. And what is the lesson of Saturn and Aquarius? The lesson of, of Saturn and Aquarius is society. Society is only as good as the people in it. Hmm? It's an important lesson. Society is only as good as the people in it. So Saturn leaves us with these questions. What is our relationship to society right now? Okay, now we can get involved in global issues and things like that, but let's ask this in the context of our own personal life. What is our relationship to society? What is our relationship to the other people that we share our community with? Okay, um, are, we, are we working with them? Or are we working against them? If we're working with them, is that a good thing? Or is working with them turning us into a herd mentality? Uh, if we're working against them, is that a good thing by raising consciousness and standing up for things and resisting you know, the, the, the majority rule? Or are we working against because we're refusing to refuse, we're refusing to obey laws and rules, or these things don't apply to me, or I'm going to have nothing to do with this? You know, what side of <clears throat> bringing about a new world are you on? Okay, are you trying to move the world into the past, you know, into the golden age uh, when things were better? Or are you trying to move the world into the future? And as yet... Uh, an explored age, a future that is made up of our hopes and aspirations, where we want things to come together in a, in a dynamic, new, modern, and innovative way. Where do you stand on that? Okay, so, so these are great questions that, you know, again, sometimes they can seem a little highfalutin, but when you're dealing with Aquarius, you are dealing with highfalutin. You know, basically, when you think of Capricorn, it's the mountain goat. The mountain goat scales the mountain and gets to the top of the mountain and looks over, you know, the, the vast reaches until it espies another mountain that's higher than the one it's standing on. And Capricorn, being the ambitious driven sign that it is, realizes that the only reason it's going to get to that higher mountain is by going down, going through the valley and climbing up that mountain anew to get to the higher peak. Okay, it's an earth side. It's going to register everything in terms of, you know, height and heights that can be accomplished and attained. Aquarius is an air sign. So Aquarius has reached the top of that mountain, it's reached that peak, and instead of looking at the higher peak in front of it and, you know, measuring how much it has to go back down to go back up again, which is very Capricornian, which is very Earth, Aquarius looks at the stars and the night. Okay, Aquarius looks at the sky, which is, which is beyond all of this. And Aquarius says to itself, I want to go there. Okay, so Aquarius is all about up. Aquarius is all about high, not being high, but Aquarius is all about going up, high, lofty, leaving this mortal coil, okay, to dance with the stars, to understand things in terms of higher terms, higher nature, higher ideals, uh, uh, eternal truths that govern our lives, things that we aspire to that we may never reach or may never embody. But you know what? We should never stop trying to aspire to those heights. Those are the things that lift our sights up 
from the prehistoric swamp that we were all born into and makes us look at the stars and wherein in the stars is star stuff, which we are all a part of. So Aquarius is all about the heights that we can't really reach from here to there. How do we get to there? And so Aquarius does it through the higher mind or does it through the mind. And it looks for systems in the universe, it looks for scientific uh, formulas and structures and mathematical equations and enlightened principles and things that are very abstract, but that still inspire and govern us. And they're abstract because they're meant to get us out of our, you know, earth cloddiness and into the heavens and into the realm of air and into eternity, where we can go back to that place where we belong. Okay, this is what Aquarius longs for. This is what it's setting up. You know, Aquarius wants to set up rules and laws that that are that benefit everyone. You know, Aquarius will always stand in for utopia, those perfect societies, um, rules and laws that benefit everyone. You know, we're, we're, we're on a planet here. We realize that we uh, there's nothing really left that can't be, um, you know, exploited without a uh, 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 terrific cause and effect on something else without a cost to something else. And so we have to find a way to coexist. Uh, and so this is the great you know, this is Aquarius is rubric or aspiration put on top of uh, Plutonian reality. Um, so Aquarius is about law and order, how what you do benefits society or doesn't benefit society. And then, you know, once you establish or, or try to establish this perfect world for everyone to live in, this perfect world where everyone will benefit, then comes the question of what do you do with the people who aren't on board with that? Okay, what do you do with the people who don't agree with that world vision? Okay, do you quash them where they are? You know, do you recite ideology and quash them where you are? Or do you engage into a debate or dialogue or creative collaboration in which you find a way for them uh, to enter into the uh, negotiations and talks of this great future world. Again, this is all stuff that sort of sounds abstract, but when you look at what's coming up in the next few months, the challenges that we will experience to uh, law and order and to authority, uh, the challenges that we will experience um, in how society, how societies are interlinked with one another. Nobody's separate anymore. They're interlinked. Doesn't make everyone the same, but they're interlinked. Those big questions of how we live in this interlinked world. And then also the other question of what do you do with the people who aren't on board? Um, what do you do with the people who aren't in agreement? Do you expand your vision or do you enforce it? Okay. These are the great questions that are there before us between now and when Saturn leaves Aquarius, having finished its work in the zodiac sign on March 7, 2023. Are you looking for personalized guidance? Do you have questions about what you're meant to do and be in this lifetime? What you need in intimate relationships to really thrive? Or what major themes you'll be working with in the months to come? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll want to check out our personalized Character and Destiny 
and year ahead reports. These reports are perfect for you if you want professional insight into your astrology chart or year ahead. Written by internationally renowned astrologer Adrian Ross Duncan. Your character and destiny report provides deep insight into who you are and what you came here to do, your biggest strengths and challenges, and how your astrological design impacts your career and relationships. The Essential Year Ahead Report gives you insights into the major themes you'll be exploring in your career, your love life, personal development, and much more. For only $37, you can get your personalized astrology report delivered straight to your inbox within minutes. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash reports to get yours today. That's astrologyhub.com slash reports. Hi there. I'm Amy Escobar, a producer of the Horoscope Highlight Show with Christopher Renstrom. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology Hub Podcast Network. If you love the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share it. And if you don't know how to do that, here's how you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts on iPhone. Make sure you're on the landing page for the Astrology Hub Podcast and not an individual episode. Scroll down to the bottom until you reach Ratings and Reviews. Click one of the five stars under Tap to Rate to leave a rating. And under the most recent review, tap the write a review button. And if you're on another device, just find out how to leave a review on whatever podcast player you use. Then share what you love about the show or how it helps you navigate your life. We'd love to hear your stories. And by doing this, you make it possible to make shows like Horoscope Highlights happen every week. Thank you again for tuning in, for being a part of our community, and for making astrology a part of your life.